everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry, where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and co-host, Jose Angel. And we're here to, to expose another one of our fellow celebritons. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about Abby Lee Miller today, but before we get into that, we have a mini update about a subject that we previously talked about last week, correct, Jose? That is correct. All right. So um, I'll say it and then we'll just share our opinions. So basically, the Academy has come down with a verdict regarding the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock slap situation and has basically banned, not basically, but they have banned Will Smith from attending the Academy Awards and all Academy like sponsored parties and events for 10 years. 10 years? Damn. Yes. Do you think so, that's excessive? I was just about to say, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? You okay. say yours first. <laughs> 10 years does seem like a really long time to me. If they said one year, I don't think. Maybe one to five. Mm-hmm. But 10? Five's even pushing it. Maybe one to three. I. It's just not that deep. It's that deep. And Netflix has canceled or put on hold some of his shows. Like, is it that deep? That's bullshit. Now, I the Academy thing can probably be disputed, but that Netflix thing, especially the way that they supposedly stand behind their actors and performers, I think that's bullshit because it didn't happen at Netflix. Netflix, stop all, sit your ass down. Ain't nobody talking about you. If you want to be brought up in the conversation, lower your rates. That's what you need to be doing, Netflix. You need to be thinking about what you're putting out, what you're charging, and why that shit don't match up. Why are you pausing things? Because that it, that could drum up more business for you, bitch. We yeah. want to see the man who's slapping people. We don't want to hear about a Nef, uh, Netflix who is charging out the ass and not providing quality. So I would have. I think that part's bullshit. But the Academy thing, slightly excessive, but can be disputed either way. I, I don't know if he will dispute it though. No, I mean, like, oh, not disputed. It can be debated if that's excessive or if it's not not enough or whatever, because just based on how people feel. But all these other people putting in their two cents when it had nothing to do with them, I think is not fair, personally. And the reason why I think it could be excessive on the Academy's front is just because they endorse so much bad behavior and they accept so many different... Roman Polanski has been nominated so many times after his rape allegations or whatever allegations it was. I'm not 100% sure, but he's been nominated so many times. he even won one afterwards. He even won one. Or he was was presented with something. Uh, Woody Allen hasn't been banned from a fucking Oscars screening uh, or Oscars uh, event, but I don't think he goes to them anymore. It's just... It's just slimy. I agree. He couldn't have got off scot-free. And I'm not saying Will Smith deserved to. But I do think 10 years for the Oscars is too much. But I don't think Will Smith cares because he has his award that y'all took forever to give the man because he could have had a couple Oscars by now based on some of his older performances. But he has his Oscar. I don't think he's too worried about it. I think if they would have tried to take that Oscar, oh, shit would have shit would have hit the fan. But uh, overall, I think hopefully this leaves the news cycle and shit just goes back to normal because even I'm tired of talking about this slap and defending and pushing against and 
getting my mind changed all over the place. <laughs> the only thing I can say in the Austin's defense, um, maybe their harsh judgment, is it did happen there. Like Th- the That's the only thing I can say, yes. They had to come to a dis- decision because it did happen at their event, yes. Also, another little update. Louis C.K. won a Grammy. Talk about on time, on time. Yeah. Did you know he was nominated when you did that episode? No, because like I had said before, I had given up on award shows for years now. Uh They just kept disappointing me and being lackluster. So I did not know he was nominated, but I could have guessed. I mean... The fact is, they couldn't fucking wait to nominate his ass. Oh, we're finally over that jack-off scandal? He has a special? Well, just nominate him. He probably won't win. Psych, we're going to all vote for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, like I said in that episode, um, it was. It's, it's only a matter of time before Hollywood decides to put accept him back and make the little quips, and he's back home making his millions upon millions. Yeah, that was his acceptance letter right there. I mean, like, he he wasn't there to accept it, the award, but he's too busy with his dick in his hands at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep seeing a lot of people try to defend him, and I'm like, why? Yeah, it's really not defendable because it all in all, all he did was a lot of unnecessary, creepy behavior. That's why it's not defendable. He brought he literally brought all that upon himself. So that yeah, it makes it so much worse that he did walk back his apology by making it into a joke in his shows. And that's what's so despicable. You put out this long statement of you being sorry and you knowing about the power dynamic. And I'm disappointed, you know, my kids and their mother and my manager. And then it's all a joke of (laughs) make sure you ask and then make sure you say, are you sure? And then maybe you shouldn't even do it anymore. And that's just my kink. And it sucks that everybody knows. No, your kink is Walking up to people that you work with and putting them in fucked up positions by making them sexual and and putting them just making it all weird. Like hire an escort, go on a date. I think when we do these, it's like we always talk about can they make a comeback? Should they make a comeback? If he, I I I just don't see this one make a comeback. Like Will Smith, that's different. He slaps someone, he can make a comeback. He should make mm-hmm. a comeback. Like it was. Yes, it, he put his hands on him. Yes, it was bad, but at the end of the day, it's not that bad. I, I don't know. I have just judged. I'm trying, like, I'm just thinking out loud, I guess. I, I don't think Lewis C.K. should make a comeback. Now, he showed what type of boss he is and what he does when he's put in a power of position, uh, in a, yeah, a position of power. Um, and he's already a millionaire. And- he's reaped the benefits of his talent. Now he should be able to be punished and um, spend his money. But why are you still wanting to be in the spotlight? I never understand that. It's not you've you gotten your time in the sun, bitch. Get out. I don't care anymore. <laughs> you, you've kicked yourself out and I'm going to keep you out. I'm locking the door. I guess he does have to work to make his, you know, his standard of living, keep that standard of living up. But I I don't care. Go yeah. away. Yeah. Stupid. Oh, and uh, just a side note, real quick before we close out the updates. This is not really an update, but this is kind of sort of related to that whole Will Smith going on stage 
T.I. Fuck T.I. He's he's annoying. He has his own episode <laughs> coming up. But earlier in the week, because T.I. has been fancying himself something of a comedian. The only thing laughable is how he's trying to dodge all these allegations and have people not talk about him. That's the only thing that's laughable about him. But he's been trying to be a comedian. He apparently did this set at this one stage. And then a black woman came up and started doing her set. And then he started heckling her. And then she responded back, basically saying something about his allegations. He didn't like that. So then he went from heckling to just basically plain on attacking her and doing all this other stuff and then blasted her out on the Internet. And then he tried to manipulate the situation and basically said that she caused it. She did it and he didn't do anything. She had responded saying he called her a bitch. She was just trying to do her set. He was heckling her. He was calling her a bitch, talking about taking off her wig which was crazy. And he responds saying, I never did like this. This is how they switch narrative up on you. Had Tiny defending his dumb ass saying, if you could find me saying you're a bitch, I'll pay you a million dollars to which she promptly pulled up a video of him saying <laughs> that. And then he tried to have this weird ass kumbaya moment sitting down with her talking about you know we're going to come together and we're going to spread positivity and I put her on and we're going to move on from the situation no no just because you're trying to be a comedian and so you and somebody says that you said something that you don't like doesn't mean now you get to go back to being a gangster sit your ass down or leave the show and then to be so negative to a black woman yeah I on the internet I really don't know much about it, but it it does seem I I found the ending very weird that he was just posting here like, oh, we're like you said, a kumbaya moment. It's whatever. He had to bow down because he was such in the wrong and he looked so stupid, but he literally did that when nobody was looking because everybody was looking at the exchange of you putting her on blast in the first place about her supposedly just bringing your allegations out of nowhere to then you saying that she was a liar you'd never called her a bitch she shows you that proof and then you try to brush it under the rug about well you know i'm gonna just be positive and i apologize no and people (laughs) was trying to say will smith got people acting crazy no, that is not related because T.I. is just a plain asshole who doesn't like when people speak about him, period. But he likes to speak about everybody else. I guess Incorrectly. So. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because people were trying to relate that to comedians being in danger. No, that was just T.I. exercising his celebrity and just being a plain old asshole to a black woman just trying to do her job that she actually has been doing for years and didn't just jump on a stage and try to do for a month like his ass. <laughs> so, okay. just want to say that. I'm very passionate about how much I can't stand this man. I, I don't know enough to have an opinion, I guess. Well, in a few weeks, you shall know some stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can't wait. All right. Well, is that all for our updates? That's all for our updates. All right. So we'll move on. Today we'll be talking about Abby Lee Miller. Abby's from Dance Moms, known pretty much as the dance teacher who yells at kids. Yes, yes. I am very familiar with old girl. Yeah, she's one of those reality TV show characters that people love to hate. 
And you are the expert of reality TV shows on this podcast. So did you watch Dance Moms? Not in its heyday. I have watched clips and some compilations because those women are outrageous. I mean, Abby included, but all those people are outrageous and very entertaining. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I've seen clips on TikTok and stuff. So I, I've, you know, heard of her before. Yeah, with TikTok, those dance models, a lot of famous reality TV clips just got a lot more famous because it's just like you can, you can clip them out and just share them to the world and they really look even more crazier. So I got most of my information from people.com, Abby's book, Everything I Learned in Life I Learned in Dance Class, Us Magazine, and IB Types. Damn. Everything? She only knows things from dance class? Okay, something about Abby, I feel, is it's all about dance to her. Like, that's her whole life. She put her career of dance, I think, front and center. Interesting. That, I mean, sheds a little bit of light on her. Yeah. Abby Lee Miller was born September 21st, 1965, making her a Virgo. Mm -hmm. Some other famous Virgos out there are Beyonce and Michael Jackson which are two celebrities kind of known for being perfectionists with their passion or careers. Yes, love Beyonce. Yeah, so I wonder if that is like a Virgo aspect because I feel like Abby is very strict and a perfectionist when it comes to her teaching dance. Yes, very demanding. Abby's parents, George, who went by the name Salty, and Marion dated off and on as preteens and throughout high school. And then Marion moved to Florida with her parents. And there she opened a dance studio and helped her parents with money that she earned from the dance studio. Some years go by and Salty's mom dies and she leaves him a note saying that he should marry Marion. And so he goes down to Florida and that's what he does. They get married at age 36 and have Abby at 38. And they decided to name Abby after the most beautiful girl Salty had ever dated, Abigail. Which, if you remember, that's not her mom's name. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Let I me find... name. Your name is Sasha. I'm going to name my daughter after our, uh, the best girl I ever had, Sasha. Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, she has these little lines like that in her book where it's like, can you explain a little bit more, Abby? Like, what are you talking about? Mm-mm. And yeah, it's very weird to name your child after an ex- for and, a multitude of reasons, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I just need to know more. Like, was it X who died? Maybe I could understand that more. No, there's <laughs> no understanding that. It's just plain old wrong. <laughs> yeah. Abby's mom moved back to Pittsburgh with Salty, and she quit her dance studio and wanted to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. But the stay-at-home mom life just wasn't for her. And after a few months, and Abby Lee rolling off the dining room table, Marion opened a studio in Pittsburgh. I love how you just snuck that up in there. Why the fuck was she putting a baby loose? You We, we don't put loose babies on tables. This is just how Abby Lee's book is written. She just throws a fact in there and it's like, what? Oh my gosh. Just like that time I <laughs> ate the best steak in my life after I had just been stabbed in the back with a steak knife. But it was so, so good. I didn't even need that knife to cut it. Yeah, that's that's how exactly how she'll be writing. And I, you know, sometimes you can tell when someone has a ghostwriter. I don't know if she really had a ghostwriter on this one. If they did, they pretty much kept it the way she wrote it. Maybe corrected some grammar. I don't know. 
Maybe the way she was telling it, but yeah, I don't know. I think she could have definitely had a closer. Abby grew up going to her mom's dance class, but she also did other little classes. She said she was like a well-rounded kid, and her mom didn't really push her in dance class. And she just went once a week, and it wasn't that big of a deal to her. Probably sucked. Now, okay. Now putting my unqualified hat on, in Abby's book... And on Dance Mom TV show, she always talks about the need to push kids and have them be the best they can be and yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, and having their coaches push them and all that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to her mom, she says, quote, my mom didn't play favorites. She was kind and giving and wonderful to everyone who graced her presence. She never pushed me nor put me front and center. She knew too many instructors who ruined their business by featuring their own daughter in every number. And then later in her book, it's all about pushing or needing the coach to push the kid. She should have taught the way her mom did. <laughs> well, my mom was kind and sweet and treated every child nice and as individuals in her business flourished. Meanwhile, her years, years, years later, making little kids cry and punishing them because of their moms and then bitch falling off herself because yeah. she's doing too much. It's like, okay. I, I don't think I, I don't think you really took your mom's lessons to heart. In my opinion, I think she wishes her mom would have pushed her or wish maybe she was a great dancer, but she wasn't. So that's why she's so hard on the kids. Like she's taking out on them. Ah, unsolved trauma. Uh huh. It's always oh, results of the parents. Also, just this little side pro I wanted to add in. It says, quote, I guess I must have been a beautiful baby because my parents didn't feel the need to constantly tell me that I was beautiful, but everyone else did. I hear these mothers telling their kids they're so pretty over and over all day, every day. It kind of makes me feel bad for her. Abby's like this troll of a person, but I don't know. I feel like there's something in there that I feel sorry for her. Sure. Uh, I can only think of her in the now time, uh, but I can see that being one of two ways. I could see that as being kind of like not the best route for a parent to take because you are your child's entry into the world. So, no, you don't want them to think it's all about looks and materials and stuff like that. But you definitely should tell your child that they're beautiful no matter what throughout their life. It doesn't need to be constant, but it definitely yeah. should, should not be saying that. <laughs> And then on the other hand, they could have just been like, well, you know, she's talented. She should know she's already beautiful. We want her to lean on her talents and her creativity. But yeah, parents should uh, know that the looks are important and you, and you want to feel good about yourself. And being told that you're beautiful makes you feel good about yourself, especially as a child. Uh-huh. So at 14, Abby heard of a dance competition and they were pretty new and she wanted to join her mom wasn't too sure about them. But she said, you're too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was more with dance competitions. You have to put up money to join in. And Abby's mom was like, well, that's weird. You know, my dancers always get paid to do their dances. So mm-hmm. it was like a new concept for them. Abby did join and she choreographed a dance with friends and she won first place. And Abby was in love. She knew what she wanted to do with the rest of her life. She wanted to teach dance. She went in there to dance, and then she said, you know what I want to do? Not do that. Well, <laughs> she choreographed the dance. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. But okay. I, I, I love when somebody finds their dream, though. So I'm, I appreciate it because I, I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Abby started teaching at her mom's dance studio. She 
could it really teach the older kids because they probably weren't listening to a 14 year old and those were her mom's better dancers so her mom was supposed to give them up so she started with kids 7 to 12 which just so happens to be the age of the kids from dance moms she knew she could push those around (laughs) (laughs) at 22 abby legally takes over her mom's dance studio with her dad handling most of the finances and abby just teaches to dance and one thing about Abby is she wants to train employable dancers. And she sprinkles names here and there of dancers throughout her book that she's trained and what they accomplish. And it's just, she, she just throws names out everywhere. Like who? I, I don't know because I don't really know dancers. So when she says a name and says where they danced on the original Wicked or they danced in here, it doesn't like connect to me. Oh my God, the original Wicked? <laughs> Oh, shit. She got some reach. So that's what she says. She wants to do employable dancers, and she wants to take dancing to the next level, whatever that means. Anybody in the Cats revival? Abby also justifies her behavior as it works. Her methods get results, so why are you complaining how she does it? Uh, I hate when people say that. Uh Uh-huh. That's some stupid shit. Just like these child actors. Yeah, we got some great performances from Macaulay Culkin and Lindsay Lohan. But seeing as they both went through these long stints of depression and drug abuse, was it really worth it? (laughs) Same for your little ass dancers. Oh, my gosh. You got some great performances and pieces out of them. And they went to have great careers. But are they traumatized by you being an asshole? Yeah, we have a few of the popular ones who made it big. But what about those other ones we don't hear about? How are they doing? Mm hmm. Did you just waste, put them on, uh, throw them to the wayside when they weren't employable? So let's fast forward to 2010. The whole time Abby is teaching dance and it's pretty, that's pretty much her life. And then her father gets sick and he does have to step away from the Abby Lee Dance Company or ALDC. Mm -hmm. And now Abby's running things, but she is kind of running it to the ground. What year is this around again? 2010. Okay, okay, gotcha. She doesn't pay her real estate taxes, and she says business has been slow because of the recession. And 2010, I think we're getting out of recession, I think. But you could tell me the recession was 2020, and I'd be like, okay, like time doesn't really connect to me with that. So I'm. Yeah, I, I would say just starting to come out, it's still possible that dance studios were hit because it's not necessarily a need. Yeah. Like, that would be one of the first things people probably cut. hmm But Abby is $400,000 in debt, and she files bankruptcy. That happened fast as hell. Well, through the years. Like, even when her father was in charge, all this? I, I'm not 100% sure when her father stepped away. She just says he stepped away at some point. She took over with the money. And it's one thing when you don't pay real estate taxes, area taxes, that shit can, like, really really build up on you yeah uncle sam don't play every time i get a letter in the mail and they say irs i'm like oh fuck <laughs> yeah it's, and it'd be it's like, never a good thing just letting you know girl you want to log into the account i'm like oh thank you jesus <laughs> <laughs> this is alleged or just my theory so don't sue but mm. i think old girl sold her soul to the devil or talked to the manager of the illuminati or something because shortly after this is when where she's at like the end of her rope, she did dance moms. 
Oh, bitch. I'm thinking Dance Moms has happened. Now. She filed <laughs> this. <laughs> she was allowed to run her business into the ground. Well, okay. Okay. Let me just say, uh, this is not attacking bankruptcy people, but she ran the business into the ground, filed bankruptcy, and then got a reality TV show. Is crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she didn't even show she was back on the upswing yet. She was no. still down. <laughs> she had just filed a few months later. It's like, we got the show. So the original idea was from a competitive dancer named John Corella, who knew Abby and was going to go town to town looking at different kids and their moms who were in these dance competitions. Mm-hmm. And it was just supposed to be a six-week docuseries. It wasn't supposed to be about the dance teachers at all. But when they saw Abby, they decided there was enough crazy in Pittsburgh and shifted their focus on the show. And that's the quote they always use, enough crazy in Pittsburgh. Yeah, because you never would have thought y'all would have a reality TV show based in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Not saying nothing about Pittsburgh, because I definitely want to go to Pennsylvania one day. But it's not the most likeliest place. So Abby claims at the time, a 16-hour week dance tuition course was only $282 a month which is only $70.50 a week, which breaks down to $4.40 an hour. And she didn't up that price when the TV show started. And that's insanely low, $4.40 an hour to take to dance competitions. I dance lessons. I don't know if she's telling the truth there. I mean, it's Abby Wee. So you take it with a grain of salt if that's if she's... This, this is Abby Lee who filed bankruptcy, so... Yeah, and this is from her 2014 book that she's putting these numbers out there. Yeah, she, I mean, to be fair, these could be the numbers that she knows. She fell off a dining room table. <laughs> so she's working with what she got. It could be that. It could be that she wasn't, like, focused with the money her dad was. Maybe they never up prices. I don't know. I don't know, but something tells me that when you know... Something tells me that when you have fallen into the bankruptcy pit and you have a reality TV show, you play it, you play it steady for a second. But as soon as you get the chance, you rise those goddamn numbers because you can and they need you more than uh, you need them at this point. So I don't I don't believe that either. I think maybe she kept it the same for a little bit because she had to make sure that she kept her her core. But after that, all those new people who came a flocking and doing all that back and forth, they had to be paying top dollar. It's it's also like it's too big of an investment for these people to leave. So that's the only reason why I would think that they took so much shit from her. She also claims once the show started, she only got paid $1,500 per episode, which is not a small number. But she says once the show started, it was like her dance studio became a set. So she was losing out on dance, you know, other dance lessons. Mm-hmm. But if you know where the story is heading, I don't know if it's true with these numbers she's putting out. Mm-hmm. So that's just financial stuff she put in her book. So Dance Moms, if anybody's out there who doesn't know what it is, it's pretty much Abby yelling at kids and having them and dance, having them dance in competitions and their moms yelling at Abby. And then because of the decisions that Abby makes, the moms being mad and yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It also brought Maddie Ziegler and JoJo Seawall to fame. Shout out JoJo! (laughs) Now, besides Abby calling the girls lazy and screaming at them, some 
times she took things a little far, even for the standards we have for Abby. Mm-hmm. So during the season four finale of Dance Mom, Abby yells to Dance Mom Christy about her 13-year-old daughter, Chloe, that Chloe was washed up. So not really a bad quote. Your daughter's washed up. Right? Doesn't really mean anything. That's a fucked up quote. She's fucking 14. <laughs> well, yeah, all these quotes. To are- make it in these business, you got to get into those dance shoes at three fucking months. She's fucking washed up. She's 14 years old. She's a fucking granny. But Christy claims the washed up comment was dubbed over. And what Abby really said was Christy needed to get her daughter's lazy eye fixed. That's and- not funny. <laughs> That's a hell of a dub. Yeah. Chloe did have a condition called silent sinus syndrome, which causes one eye to be smaller than the other. Mm-hmm. And Christy claims it was dubbed over to make Abby look better. I believe it. I do too. Um, it happens in all reality TV shows. They show the shocking, shocking moments. But sometimes if they feel like it teeters and it's not beneficial, they will cut it or dub it. If it's beneficial and shocking, then they'll show it. So obviously at that time, they didn't want that to come out. But I, because of the Abby insults I've seen, I definitely don't think this is too far off the ground for her. No, not at all. I I 100% believe she said that. So another instance when Maddie was 11, she was supposed to kiss a boy for one of the dances. Mm. And Maddie wasn't really feeling that she was 11. The straight agenda. (laughs) Goddamn heterosexuals pushing their goddamn values. Yes, the straight agenda. It would have been Maddie's first kiss and she was just like, ew. So Abby grabs Maddie's face and gives her a peck on the lips. And it was just a funny, weird moment in the TV show. It was what? It was funny? That's how they presented it. Oh, oh, I thought this was a a Jose-endorsed comment. No, I think we should all kiss. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But this is her teacher. Why is she kissing this child? Fuck no. (laughs) Child would have been out the class. That second, first of all, no, as soon as I would have seen old crusty crab lips even heading towards my daughter, bitch, I got the hand blocker ready for you because why? What? No. Huh. And, and the then moms were I, like, oh, Abby and Maddie had their first kiss today. Ha ha ha. Yeah, you weird ass moms. Y'all. <laughs> what? I mean, some people, oh my gosh, it's an overreaction. No, it's a boundary thing. The girl didn't want to kiss a boy, so you thought, oh, even better. Let me, let me, uh, as a 40-year-old woman, kiss this little teenage girl, too. I don't know. And then she'll probably say it was under the guise of, well, I'm her dance teacher, and I've known her for years and years, and it wasn't anything like that. Well, I actually did see a video of Abby responding to this, like, recently, maybe even this year, where... Abby talked about it saying it's what the producers want to just have Maddie kiss the boy. And she was just trying to get it over with. So Abby just kissed her and she didn't think anything of it. But again, doesn't really hold up. And if it was a male, a male teacher kissing Maddie, it'd be a hundred percent different, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I just didn't know what to do. So I kissed her. Yeah. Just wanted to get it over with. So she was going to kiss the boy anyway. So I kissed her too. I, I I just don't think your dance teacher should be kissing you. Just point blank. I think we could say that as a blanket statement. Like, 
Don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> we can say it's a blanket statement. Abby was wrong, and don't try to blame the producers because that makes it even worse. It means that you literally will do anything you can to get the show done and over with. Uh-huh. In season five, Abby is in the dressing room with her team, and the rival team, the Candy Apples, come in. This bitch. (laughs) And they're just rubbing it in the face that they won, and they're holding a cake, and I think the cake has Abby's picture on it, like a bad-looking picture of her. And Abby and her dancers leave, but before Abby leaves, she says, get those ears fixed. And she's either saying it to a 14-year-old Chloe Smith or her mom, Lisa Smith, but it's directed towards Chloe. And who, whoever, who has adorable poke out ears. Yeah. And whoever she said it to, Chloe was close enough to hear it. And it's just so mm-hmm. messed up. The mom and the coach follow her and tell Abby she's wrong for saying that. And Abby's like, what's the big deal? Why can't she just pin her ears back? Bitch. <laughs> and then it's, man, you're a mean girl, Abby. You're a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a grown ass woman. She does not need to be tired these I mean, she was 14, but 14 and younger kids, too. Fits appearances of themselves. You know, mm-hmm. physical appearances that they can't really fix without plastic surgery, I guess. And even if they could, it's, it's so dangerous. Those are the year, the age group she teaches. is such an impressionable age for you growing into your, and she, I mean, I think she accepted boys towards the end i don't know but mostly it's 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 girls so growing into your womanhood or just experiencing puberty or just figuring out who you are period for people like abby who are supposed to be your leader and your teacher and your mentor to to be so disgusting and hit so below the belt and talk about their physical appearances whether she's their dance team um leader or not it's just so disgusting, like talking about people's weight, uh, talking about their physical features, their teeth, their ears, their hair. Just uh, and, and and don't you dare say anything about her ass. Don't yeah. you fucking dare. And what does ears have to do with a dance number? Like, I could understand maybe you said weight if she said, hey, you need to lose some weight. But <laughs> knowing Abby, she wouldn't say it in a nice way. And no, because then you you got so many str- dancers who struggle with bulimia and anorexia already. So even doing a subject like that, Abby does not have any tact that no. I feel that she could handle a conversation respectfully regarding that subject. Yeah. In season two, the girls who range from age eight to 13 did a burlesque dance. And the episode oh, was no. originally called Topless Drama. Oh, and no. then later changed to costume drama. But in the episode, the girls danced and had a flesh colored costume to give the illusion of being topless. Now, Abby is the one who comes up with the costumes and choreography. So I don't know if this was a 100% decision or, you know, producers or whoever, but it's sick. Why do these children have to sexualize themselves that much that they look like they're performing topless? And also, it's on the moms, too, because, bitch, why the fuck are you letting your daughters be a part of a number like that? And y'all ain't speaking out. It's 100%. I think it said only one mom spoke up. I did not see which mom was the one who spoke up, though. And that's why when it comes, I mean, this episode is about Abby Lee Miller. But when it comes to, like, hate watching dance moms, you feel okay. You know why? Because they're all dumbasses. 
because you got the moms. This, yes, all, but everybody. Okay, not not the children, of course, but all the adults involved are assholes. Yeah, because you got this number one asshole in charge being terrible to adults and kids alike. You have the moms reinforcing it, but fighting with the dance teacher saying, well, this is a great opportunity to listen to her, but I'm going to fight with her too. And then in retaliation, Abby still punishes the children based off any way that the moms make her feel. And, and it's just like, they do weird routines. She talks down to them. She punishes them, takes them in and out of routines, puts them in offensive routines based off their, their race or um, where they grew up or how she thinks that they're acting or something to humiliate them. It's like, bitch, no. I, and not me paying money for my daughter to be traumatized. Yeah, and I think besides Holly... I don't like the idea of the moms. I've, the clips I saw, Holly came off very, very well presented. I'll say she's the only halfway decent one, but she's still got darts too. But yeah, I think she's <laughs> the only one that's semi-redeeming. Yeah, and Abby would straight up say, you lost your solo because of how your mom acted. And that's so me, like you're pitting the daughter against the mother. Yes, I took, uh, I was watching something the other day. She was doing that fucking pyramid, taking the pictures off based off where they stand in the pyramid and said, well, this is for you because you still haven't learned your lesson. And the mom's like, what more do you want her to do? And Abby's in her interview saying, if I could, I'll take her picture up and I'll put her mom's right there. Yeah, Yeah, because you're an asshole. You're Abby the asshole. (laughs) Definitely. Back to that episode. This was also their highest rated episode with 2.7 million viewers. I know some people are going to tune in to see, hey, what's all the hubbub about? Or mm-hmm. some people are tuning in because they're regular fans. But it leads one to believe that if this is their highest rated episode, some people that are tuning in are not tuning in for the drama. They're tuning in for something else that's sick. Oh... My dumbass had to go around the corner for some reason. I did not get that immediately. Yeah, pedophiles. Like, I always got to crash the party and ruin it. Well, that that is what you know. They're those kind of people would look out for. And this yeah, episode, that's the whole thing with to- toddlers and tiaras. That was the same thing too. Yeah. Yeah. This episode has since been pulled from the Lifetime Network and it's not available on streaming services anymore. So, I mean, they know it's bad. Oh, yeah, they know it's bad, but them crazy-ass producers, story producers, thought in the were rubbing their hands together when they were filming it because they let it be filmed. It's on camera. It can never be off the internet. Take it off of streaming sites all you mm-hmm. fucking want, bitch. I bet you I'll pull up on Vimeo or fucking YouTube, I'll find the clip in a second. So I know them nasty-ass creeps found it in a second, too. Yeah. It's like some things just don't need to be shown. No, and you have the original title is Topless Drama, and it's talking about kids 8 to 13. Like, why? Yeah. You know what you're doing. You were trying to get people talking. I get it was the second season, and they're trying to bring in those viewers, but at what cost? Yeah, it it just seems gross and dirty, and then you're just exploiting children. Yeah, so those were some bad moments from Dance Moms that stuck out. I mean, you can watch any episode, she's yelling at those kids, so. 
any episode and you fast forward at any time and you will see Abby's face positioned in a yell. Uh-huh. Ding dong. Not like that. Now, if you remember in 2010, Abby filed for bankruptcy. It's not like you can just stream. I declare bankruptcy and it's done. It's a process. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so she files for bankruptcy and then did Dance Moms and her Lifetime show and a spinoff and a book and master classes and merch and appearances. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But she is stating in bankruptcy court, she's only receiving $8,899 a month, which is not a small number, but she was making more. The incorrect number. (laughs) (laughs) So the judge in her bankruptcy court is flipping through channels one day. And who does he see yelling at kids, making them cry on TV? Abby Lee Miller. So he wonders, why isn't her pay from her lifetime show reported in her bankruptcy filing? Yeah, that was weird. Why did you know that you were on a show and didn't at least report that? I mean, I grant, granted, I know why, because it must have been high, but you really thought that they were just going to take your ass at your, at your word? When Which you, they did at first. She almost got away with it. But I don't believe that shit for a second. Here's the thing. She didn't almost get away with it. They had to comb through the details of the case. And then they saw this big, recognizable Abby woman. And they're like, hmm, this bitch look familiar. Let me put her name through a Google search. Oh, Dance Moms. Wasn't no judge flipping through the goddamn TV. <laughs> like, oh, there go the girl in the bankruptcy case. I got my number, number over. And then she got, oh, that's crazy. She didn't report this. No. They knew, but they couldn't chain her ass until they had the proof but they definitely had to be curious or suspicious once a certain amount of time had passed and she didn't say nothing i wonder if when she released that 2014 book if she was already under investigation because i feel like maybe that's why she put those numbers in there (laughs) they also paint them a book and they gotta put Uh looking numbers up something that came up during the investigation where they discovered some texts that say, quote, we have all this foreign cash and quote, need a little money laundering. Oh, she said, what? (laughs) (laughs) Need a little money laundering. And what was the first one? Oh, we have all this foreign cash. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And also, (laughs) I don't, I don't know if there was the phone records, like they got them somehow, like don't be sending it's pretty much saying I'm committing bankruptcy fraud in text messages. I, well, that's <laughs> hilarious. Abby had her employees sneak over 120000 to the United States from Australia in Ziploc bags. And that's where I draw the line. Not you making me an accessory, bitch, and I don't get no money. <laughs> accessory? And why Ziploc bags? That's <laughs> what she's familiar with. And she had Lifetime pay her into an account that was in her mom's name, so then it wouldn't go to her. Like, you know, go to her mom. Okay, first of all, Lifetime, they getting, okay, they can't get sued, but they definitely accessories too. Well, I don't want to say Lifetime, it was more her company. There's another company in between. But yeah, they weren't listed as defendants. Lifetime was paying a woman, Emily yeah. Miller, to a per, to. A, to, to appear on the show Dance Mom, uh, it was paying a woman named Salty. Uh, no, Salty was the dad. This is Marion. Mary, oh, Mary, Mary. What's her name? <laughs> paying Mary. 
<laughs> that makes no sense. Don't act like y'all didn't know. And y'all knew this bitch was in bankruptcy. That's why you got her at bottom dollar before she had to raise her prices. Uh-huh. Man, the whole lifetime. <laughs> now I think the whole lifetime network is laundering money. Somebody <laughs> FBI. This is, this is Katrina Rochelle allegedly telling you to investigate the Lifetime Network because something ain't right. So she had the mom's name and other fake accounts to stash money. Abby they is, have a lot of foreign money. <laughs> Abby is to have hidden $755,000. And I feel like that's just the money they can like track from her. I'm, I don't know if, how well she hid something. Maybe there's some... You know, they didn't find. Oh yeah, she definitely got something in a suitcase and a lock de- in, in a deposit box somewhere and fucking Zurich. Uh-huh. So at first she faces faces a five million dollar fine and five years in prison, and she pleads not guilty, but then she cuts a deal, pleads guilty to 20 counts of fraud and could face 24 to 30 months in jail. You did that shit. She tried to get away from it, but when the lawyer came down and said, Abby, they have the text messages. (laughs) 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 They have a deal. Please take the deal. Your ass is looking at some big time, girl. It's the best you could get. They found the foreign cash, Abby. They called (laughs) us. (laughs) Abby gets sentenced to one year and a date in jail and two years of supervised release she Uh, also has to pay fines of forty thousand dollars and one hundred twenty thousand dollars in july 2017 abby starts a prison sentence she said while in prison the guards were mean to her and screamed the f-word at her over and over bitch now you know how it feels to be maddie (laughs) okay that part i agree with but they would open her locker and dump things out and spray red soda pop on her belongings so they were ruined Damn. Abby claims the guard tried to rip her eyelash extensions out, which I get. She can't have those in prison, but pulling them out, I would imagine, is not the proper procedure. I mean, I think all that stuff should cope that all that stuff comes out in intake. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I believe her, but also I have to take this with a grain of salt because it was in a book that she was trying to sell after the fact. Where this so, her telling this part is in an interview, not the book. Oh, it was a page interview, though. <laughs> yeah. But I might be in the minority here, but I don't think it's, oh, she gets, you know, she got what was coming to her type of thing. I think if they're going to treat this this rich, right, famous lady like that, imagine how these edomaniacs would treat regular people who do not have a voice. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I she agree. did wrong and she's in prison but that does that mean she should be mistreated for some white collar crime no i damn it Jose. fuck you for doing because, because your original your gut like feelings that you like got what she deserved haha but it's like oh no she didn't because we need prison reform and maybe we should be abusing prisoners oh you're 100 percent right it's like the bigger in the smaller scale the smaller scale is like yeah you you, you reap what you sow so you ain't been paying your dues and you've been assholes unnecessarily tearing down women and girls for years. So it's only right that you see what this type of behavior does to a person. But on the bigger scale, yes, you are a guard paid to protect prisoners and not to abuse your um, what's your the power. Yeah, they have abuse, power. 
yeah, abuse your power and go on power trips because you are the one in charge. I agree with that. I do agree. Because, yes, I. Yeah, and I mean, it's I might, such a bigger conversation, but yes, yeah, she, she don't deserve that if that happened. I agree. I might get on my soapbox here a little bit, but most of these prison guards, well, I don't know in this case, but in most prisons, they're just like people out of high school. Like, that's all you need is a high school diploma and then you're put in charge of all these prisoners and that kind of gets to your head where you're yelling inmate back in line and you want to be a dick about it and there's like no really checks like yeah you can report it but is that really going through like you reporting it because he didn't report it to the guard if it's not like can I go see the principal like you know it's not going to happen like that yeah they don't have a good checks and balances um structure in prisons and because they're for profit they're not really ran great and so a lot of civil rights and liberties are very blurried uh or just not given to prisoners so yes i definitely agree on that front but still don't like abby (laughs) yes we i mean abby can be a horrible person that does not mean she should be mistreated yeah she should be able to do her time in peace yeah after 10 months abby is released into a halfway house while there on april 13 2018 she has severe neck pain and goes to the hospital and then after a few days she was fully paralyzed from the neck down after a five-hour surgery abby is now able to move a little she was diagnosed with non-hodgins lymphoma and she has now regained some movement in her arms and legs and starting the process of relearning how to walk again. Mm. But yeah, I heard she, about when this happened. Yeah, she's still she's still in a wheelchair, but she's doing better with standing. Yeah, a lot better than when she first got hospitalized and everything. Yeah, and <laughs> and it happened fast as hell. Like literally, she got out of jail and like shit just blew up. Yeah. It, it really did seem like that. And she did have weight loss surgery before she went to jail. So she was already losing mm-hmm. weight and she had a facelift and all that. I, I I wonder if she's like doing all these procedures though, because now she can like be lavish with her money. <laughs> I was just about to say, when you were listing the fees she had to pay, I said, definitely ain't that 5 million from before. Uh-huh. She has all that shit stashed. It's still in Mary's name. (laughs) (laughs) She she definitely got the better end of the stick. Yes, she probably went through hell for that less than a year sentence, but she literally got to keep everything else. Yeah. She even went back to dance moms. That's what I was about to say. After she's released, she does another season of dance moms. And she had a new show in the works called Abby's Virtual Dance-Off. I think it was virtual because we are now in pandemic times. hmm So June 2nd, 2020, what will be referred to as Blackout Tuesday. Uh, just for some reference, George Floyd had been murdered and Breonna Taylor had been murdered. And there was this thing where people were posting a black square on their profile or as their profile pic in protest of racism and police brutality and that's a very simplified version of what it was which is another story and conversation yeah but one person to post that black square was abby lee adriana smith who was a mom on season eight after abby got out of prison made a post saying don't act like you care and she said 
this is what she said abby lee said she said abby said quote i know you grew up in the hood with only a box of eight crayons but i grew up in the country club with a box of 64 don't be stupid smith also says that her daughter overheard abby say the only reason cameron was there was for a sprinkle of color Mm. and that resulted in smith pulling her daughter from the show I ain't saying I believe it, but I, I'm saying I don't not, 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 don't not believe it. Well, I believe you 100% because Abby's response. Oh, shit. Tell me the response before I chime in. <laughs> Abby responds, I generally understand and deeply regret how my words have affected and hurt those around me, particularly those in the Black community. To Cameron, Adriana, and anyone else I've hurt, I am truly sorry. It goes on a little bit longer, but it's pretty much saying how she apologizes and she's educating herself and hopefully she can learn and grow from this. Uh, that's trash. (laughs) (laughs) Smith felt the same way. So she responded that she did not accept Abby's apology because her apology was not sincere. And this is her direct quote. At this point, this is bigger than me and Cameron. It's about the potential effect that she had on the future of dance and negative stereotypical influence on a young aspiring dancer of color. I firmly believe that if Abby was truly sorry, she would have apologized a year ago when she exposed my seven-year-old daughter to her first account of racism. Mm. Yeah. Here's what I say. Okay. It, It was a fine response by Abby. Um, but it was a, it, it was a bullshit response because you only brought this up because you were confronted with your actions with no recourse because there was no excuse that you could get out of it um, and because it sounded exactly like something she said, which now we know is something that she did say. Number one, um, because when you watch Dance Moms, Holly is the only black mom that you see consistently holly and her daughter nia uh-huh. only the only black members you ever see consistently on dance moms so that sprinkle of color definitely believe it because she does not employ any other black dancers on a regular basis or even on an occasional basis number one number two these are uh, there's so many white suburban moms that are so uneducated and so unfiltered and ignorant in their being uneducated that when they fight with Abby or these other moms, they say the craziest, rudest, disgustingest things, even have choked each other and thrown drinks in each other's faces. But let it be an outside Black mother or let it be Holly versus Abby or a black mother or Holly versus um, another mom. And the first, one of the first things you'll see in the confessional is uh, like one of those white moms saying something like, yeah, and I'm scared. Cause you know, uh, you see, she's trying to battle with Holly and Holly, uh, or she's trying to be hood with Holly and Holly's like, uh-uh, girlfriend. And they do that weird caricature black shit. That's so unappealing and so unnecessary. Which is so weird because I felt like Holly was the most proper out of all of them. Because it doesn't matter how you present yourself. It's what they see. Yeah. They don't surround themselves with black people in the black people and things that they in the things that they associate with black people are stereotypes and hood and stuff, because they've said that a lot of times. Like, it's kind of crazy how much that's come up. And they'll all deny that they're not racist and their kids play with 
black kids or Nia or all this and all that. But it's just like, yeah, that's what you're saying. But I definitely know and have seen plenty of microaggressions and just plain aggressions um, on Abby and a lot of the white mom's part. Another mom named Camille Bridges says that her daughter, also named Cameron, was mistreated. She said Abby tried to make it seem like Cameron was there on a scholarship and she was poor, which Camille says she shut that down. And she continues with, quote, she loves appropriating our culture and never appreciated it. She did not give her Black choreographers on the show acknowledgement of their work. Mm. She continuously put Cameron in afros. Yeah, what? Why are you pigeonholing Black people? Yeah, so those Black squares, which I know there's a few other celebrities that got called out for their shit, but it was kind of like, you know, you're doing this performative activism, and why? Because these people have, like, receipts or whatever you want to call it, that, hey, maybe you're, you sit this one out, like, which Abby did end up deleting her posts. Because as a whole, it wasn't indicative of who, of who you are. But yeah. also that whole black square bullshit was kind of low-key bullshit anyway, because it's just like, huh? <laughs> what are we doing? For what and for why? We need to be putting senators and people's names and numbers up and we need to be calling them, not putting up black squares and then judging people for the people who didn't and did put up black squares. Did you forget it was black square day? No, today was black square day. Why didn't you do Well, I've been doing some other stuff. No, you didn't put up your black square. This bitch put up a black square and I know this motherfucker didn't put up a black square. This is <laughs> anti-black square. It's just, yeah. yeah. So Abby's virtual dance off is canceled and Lifetime says it has cut ties with her and if there's any future dance mom she won't be in it but also fuck lifetime because this quote is from her book which came out in 2014 and i would just read what it says she Mm. says quote i'm actually nicer on camera than i normally am because there are things you can't say on tv i would never say anything racially offensive but i would say this is a black piece it's about katherine dunham or I might say, you need to feel like you're in the cotton field and you're carrying that basket. Oh, my fucking <laughs> God. What? So that is a comment that passed in her book in 2014 that I'm sure Lifetime or whoever knew about. So why in 20... I, I get it's a different environment. Things were heated. But we, mm. you knew what type of person she was by then. And I'm they sure she's... A- He's saying these it. comments and they're probably editing shit out. It's it's just still stupid. needed. They <laughs> needed Abby to be the bad guy, but not to be so bad that people wouldn't watch it and boycott her. Yeah. But that's some crazy ass shit. You need to act like you're in the fucking cotton fields. And you're carrying that basket like. Bitch. Yes. And I'm going to act like I'm overthrowing my master by choking her with her own whip. Come on, Abby, let's play it out, bitch. That's That's crazy as hell to say. (laughs) Why were they staying for this? Why were y'all not reporting her? Not even Lifetime, these moms. That's why I feel like even the black moms, even the white moms, bitch, y'all are... all the it's all the taste level comes into question because no matter your color there's things that are not right there's things that should not be said and whether it's about race uh whether it's about gender whether it's about your body and possible body dysmorphia 
you there needs to be a boundary and a limit because we're talking about children. There's a limit when there's adults, but there's a there's a there should be a hard limit when it comes to kids. Exactly. And this is the stuff that that comment it passed in her book in 2014. So if that passed in her book, what is the stuff that she's saying that did not get the approval to get passed? What little comments is she saying that are worse than that? Who don't have an Instagram and can't blast Abby when she posts a black square? Because I know there must be a lot of different comments that people just ain't on social media to really dig into her ass about things that she used to say. But then also, besides that one mom you said, because she took action. I mean, she said something. She took her kid out because she didn't want her kid affected by that. I appreciate that, mom, because you saw that she was on some bullshit you said, okay, we got one trauma event under our belt. Ain't no need for no more. But these other women, she, this bitch should have been casted out of the dance uh, instructor world. I mean, I get it. Abby's been through some shit, hard times. She's paid her dues. But also, she's definitely been brought up in some therapy sessions. And I, I could bet my bottom dollar on that. Yeah. And Adriana Smith, the first mom, um, Mm -hmm. she even said when she went on Lifetime after her prison, she's like, okay, maybe Abby learned from her prison sentence. Maybe she learned from her cancer diagnosis. Maybe, you know, that was her time to change to become a better person. Not now that she gets canceled off her TV show. I mean, money's powerful for (laughs) devils. (laughs) But that's kind of where we leave off. I think she has something in the works. She still has her dance studio. She has a YouTube channel where she posts kind of frequently. And, it's and just like, she profits off her previous bad behavior by doing reactions. Yeah, some of that's the most what outlandish bullshit she used to say and laughing and slash explaining it now. But it's still unacceptable because, bitch, fuck you. Take your little riches that you buried uh down in Neverland Ranch that you dug up once you were free. And please go on somewhere. <laughs> just don't involve yourself with no more children yell at all the adults you can i do not care they can defend themselves but i don't want you around another child which i mean she's going to be she has all those children that dance her dance studio now for shame i'm just saying like what <laughs> like like school on sunday no class <laughs> no class but I do love these type of episodes better because, one, she's a woman. So it's not like all the men ones are sexually assaulting someone. So this one is... Yeah, well, men just can't keep their hands to themselves. Yeah, this one's a lighter scandal. I mean, it's still horrible, but I prefer these. Yeah, I kind of prefer it too. Um, Damn. Do you have anything else to add to Miss Abby Lee Miller? Um, yeah, I just say I don't fuck with that woman. Yeah, I I, don't I wish her well. Um, her face look looks good. Live her your face life. Looked... Uh, lift your face and lift your life. Uh, but I definitely think that she was lucky. She got a lot of lucky breaks. Definitely. Um, so I feel like as somebody who got as many lucky breaks as she has. Now that she still wants to be on TV, I'm only going to come at you harder. I'm just going to be as much of an asshole (laughs) as you were before, because I think that you really are undeserving. She really is, because 
That dance studio, her mom built, she inherited it from her. Yeah, she, she really didn't put no real work into it. Yeah, and then she kind of runs it to the ground, whatever. She forgot to pay her taxes, whatever you want to say about that. And mm-hmm. then she gets this show, and she can't report that. She wants to screw it up. She goes to prison. She gets another chance, gets another season. And mm-hmm. it's like she just can't help herself. Like, she's in her 50s now, I think. She's done learning. She's happy the way she is. She's going to stay the way she is. Yeah, she really didn't put any hard work into anything that she really did to the point where she was such a terrible instructor to the people she was uh, entrusted with. It's like, did you do anything? Like, even did you really even teach these, these girls? Or were they such good dancers and took your shit so well that they just were able to flourish and you just happen to take credit for it because you're just that bad of a person people just can't stand to give you any credit uh-huh but we do like to end every episode with a positive note with some form of media we like we enjoy we want to talk about do you want to go first oh uh, sure i'll go first it's your dance moms. No. <laughs> Abby's ultimate dance competition. No, it's America's best dance crew. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been seeing a lot of tweets about that, and I really did used to watch that shit for sure. Um, I don't know what I want to do. I guess I'll do a. I guess I'll do a movie. Whatever. So I've been watching um, a lot of my old favorites, cycling. Or maybe I'll just talk about, I'm watching, no. I, we'll just talk about Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race. I am a big RuPaul Drag Race fan. I have been probably actively watching it since like season two or three. Um, so I've always loved it for a lot of different reasons. I have my favorite queens and all this other stuff, favorite seasons, whatever. And then I found out that this app called Wow Presents Plus, you pay $5 a month and you get access to all the other seasons because RuPaul uh, Drag Race has expanded to so many different countries. You have um, Italy, uh, Italy, you have Holland, Australia, UK, Canada, and so on and so forth. So basically, I spent the best $5 ever like two weeks ago, and all I've been watching is Drag Race UK, Drag Race Canada, Drag Race UK versus the world, and just watching all my favorite drag queens, my new favorite drag queens, so dance, kick and split, and it's just been a good old gay time, and I've loved every part of it. So I've just been watching wholesome drag television. I have never watched an episode of RuPaul's. Yeah, I know you haven't, which is... Not that surprising to me, because I don't know if it would honestly be your thing. Uh, I don't know. I've seen some of the lip sync battles or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. And they're okay. The The one with phone was good. The one they did Lizzo's phone, I thought that was really funny and good. Oh, that, that was one of a good one. And that was an all-stars one. So that was like a less stakes, but still a good one. I think, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. it's it's always been on my list to like tune in see if I like it but it's never it's never reached the top 
Yeah, I don't see you watching it until you're like at least like 37. Is that when I go in my drag phase? That's when you start really (laughs) opening yourself to more reality TV that you have passed up. (laughs) Okay. I just I just see it as 37 for some reason. I just gotta get 10 more years in you. Yeah. And we'll Um, be watching drag race together. (laughs) Okay. Do you have anything else to add about RuPaul's drag race? Uh, just in case you want to know, because you didn't ask, I'll tell you my top five queens. Okay. They're all comedy queens because I love comedy. It's uh, Jinx, Monsoon, Bianca Del Rio, Bob the Drag Queen. Uh, who's the other one? Adore Delano because I just think that she's funny. And this one's not really funny. She's more shady and funny. The Vivian from the UK. There you go. Uh, All right. What's your media, sir? I guess my media would be a TV show this week. Childhood trauma or no? No, but it is one that I like watch kind of growing up. Okay. Um, And it's just Gilmore Girls. Did you ever watch uh, that one? No, this has never been on my list, um, but I can appreciate their cultural standing, I guess you would say. I, I, I can acknowledge how much it means to people, but it's never been my type of show. Well, the thing I especially love about it is the Friday night dinner scenes, because, you know, I love dinner arguments, and that's pretty much what it is. They just argue at dinner on mm. Friday nights. And the show's about Lorelai gets pregnant at 16. She has Rory and she hates her rich parents, but she needs them to help her pay for Rory's school. And from there, you know, they're just the Gilmore girls making it their way through life. But Do they I live in like Gilmore or something. That's their last name, Gilmore. Oh, their last name is Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense too. They live in Stars Hollow. Oh, Stars Hollow girls. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought it was, but okay. Gilmore. But I really love the kind of revival they did for it, the A Year in a Life, where it's like four episodes they did. Did you hear about that? Yeah. I also did not put that on my list to watch as well. Okay. So my favorite character has always been Emily Gilmore, the grandmother, who's like overbearing and makes <laughs> her life, um, Makes her, like, she wants to make all decisions. And Lorelai's like, no, I want to make life my own way. And it's really, sometimes it's annoying to me because I like Emily. And it's like, how dare you, mom? You want to give me all this money? And I don't know. I, 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 really, <laughs> I think I hate watch the show sometimes because it's about Rory and Lorelai. But Rory and Lorelai are just sometimes come off really spoiled and really stupid and Lorelai's like I had to run away you wanted to make my life this when I was 16 where it's like you were 16 and pregnant Lorelai what do you expect but yeah <laughs> it kills I, me when the, the pregnant teens always want to be indignant like girl you was just getting your back blown out in somebody's chevron bitch yeah and now you know the show starts when Lorelai is like 32 and mm-hmm. it's always a topic among them and I get why people are like oh Emily's so overbearing but Emily I mean in the year in the life, the first episode after Richard dies, because he died in real life and they wrote it in the show, 
the actor died. They have this huge argument, Lorelai and Emily, and I really love the argument. It's one of those ones I rewatch on YouTube because she's like, what do we ever do to make you hate us so much? Love you, love Rory, support you, support Rory. And I, I think it really kind of redeems Emily a lot of ways, and it kind of shows that maybe Rory is annoying, maybe Lorelai hasn't made the best decisions. So I really like it. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I... I love how you you like a character that really doesn't have a redemption arc for, like, 20 years. Because I don't... <laughs> because all the thing is, it's usually, like, Lorelai being, ah, my mom's gonna want to, you know, control this, control that. And it's like, Lorelai, really... I mean, she's not doing that much. I get she's controlling and all that. She's to have her opinions. I, I, I think I identify as Emily Gilmore, though. I think. You are, though. I was just about to say, you're explaining this woman, and all I was getting was Jose. I think that's why I, I'm like, no, Emily's just trying to help us. Or maybe it's just Jose. Maybe I'm the villain in someone's story. Oh, my God. Maybe, like, texting me. Katrina and I just like oh close message. <laughs> I'm not reading the rest of this shit. <laughs> That's how Lorelai is towards Emily. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my god! So maybe I sometimes do get over involved in other people's lives and try to fix it like Emily does. So, but that's my media. I like the arguing. I like the wittiness. I I like the references. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a while, but I've seen a year of the life a few times. Yeah, um, I can safely say I don't I just don't ever see myself getting into the Gilmore girls. Um I think it's something about the act well, I'm not gonna say which one, but one of those actresses, I just don't like her. I just don't like the way she acts, the way she does things. I don't want to watch anything that she's starring in. I'm just not gonna appreciate it. And I'd rather not do that to which her. Which actress to her or me. You know that one, you know, the lead one. The one who plays Lorelai, really? Yeah, the one that was the other one. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> one of them. That's I'm all so you need to know. Though. The mom or the daughter? The my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it does have Melissa McCarthy in there. I, I didn't know that. And so I will always appreciate the Gilmore girls for bringing up Melissa. Because who who knew that the Gilmore Girls would be the stepping stone for all the great things she did? But I can watch her in other in other roles. Yeah, a year into life, Melissa was too busy because she just appeared in one scene. She said, "Bitch, I'm a movie star now. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no background actor no more, bitch. I'm Tammy." <laughs> <laughs> but. Do you have anything else to add for media? Um, no, I've been pretty, pretty chill. Did you watch Nikki's Tarpool Karaoke? Oh my gosh, no. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I did. I know you did. Here's the thing. And you know what? It didn't honestly have anything to do with Nikki this time. Because of all the things I've heard and what I've been reading and watching, I don't fuck with James Corden no more. <laughs> uh, I haven't messed with him in like at least a solid maybe five to six months. I think the last karaoke carpool thing I really watched thoroughly was Adele's. 
And even yeah, before I mean, that, I really wasn't karaoke in here, so. Yeah, but I, even before when he was cranking them out like fucking like a fucking factory, I still really wasn't watching them because you know it's like I know the character he's trying to play and whereas other people fall for it and like it, I just see it. It's like when you see a dress being made, so you know where all the problems are when you look at it, even though it's finished. Ooh. Like, I see him trying to be that affable, lovable guy who's just a regular guy on late night, and I hate it because I just don't think that's who You're he saying is. he's a fraud. He's a fraud and he's annoying. A phony. A, <laughs> I was going to say a big fat phony, but it's not had to do with his age. It's just a family guy reference. A big fat phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. If you want to reach out to us, you can. All that would be listed down below. Please leave us a review if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Please leave us five stars if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine too. Tell us how beautiful we are. You guys are moderately good looking. And I love a moderately good looking. That's how I know you're telling the truth, bitch. What? Moderately? You ain't got to spoil me, baby. Thank you guys for listening so much. Tell us what you think of this episode, and I hope you dance. Bye. (gasps) Bitch, that should have been my media. (laughs) Bye.